Welcome to the first ever Bear Ash Podcast, where we'll be reviewing cigars and reviewing reviews of cigars. I'm I'm Chase. And we've been smoking cigars for a really long time, since before we really should have. And um, we'd like to continue to review some of our favorite cigars. And today, we are doing the Drew Estate Liga Pravada number nine. Uh, one of our delicious and you know i we we were debating whether or not you should light this while you're trying to record because then you just hear a bunch of mouthing sounds and sucking sounds and clicking sounds but i'm gonna go ahead and light my as will i i also feel like that you know we're not giving the full experience if we're lighting it beforehand Mm mm-hmm So it's a very dark, oily cigar. Mm. So oily that when I've smoked these in the past, you know when you have like a candle wick burning too long and the candle wick part starts to bead up like in these little oil beads? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the ash would do this on, on these. And you, my spit does not... Uh, absorb into the leaf at all it's like so oily it just repels as if i just sprayed it with water repellent which isn't a bad idea yeah i was actually going to mention uh, prior to us starting this recording i was uh doing a couple cold draws in this cigar and first thing i noticed is how much saliva just beads up it's actually fairly pretty i just spit right on it and uh, it just bounces right off the cigar. yeah well, i don't know if that right? would be proper cigar etiquette manny so, do, actually, I, I asked you this the other day, and I forget your answer. Do you know anyone besides our mutual buddy uh, at the smoke shop that chews a cigar, like an entire cigar, and eats it? I have day? never in my life known someone who chews a cigar and eats it. <laughs> well, well I, mean, I mean, we know besides the, the gentleman the at shop. the smoke shop you're referring to. Besides him, I don't know that All I've right. ever met There's anyone a character. <laughs> There's a character in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I think the judge uh, is known to eat a cigar all day long. I mean, I haven't tried it, but I could think of a couple cigars that would be pretty tasty. If you Okay. If you had to eat one, which one would you pick? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, if you, I, if you had to eat a cigar, what cigar would you pick? Ooh, if I had to eat a cigar, what cigar would I pick? Um, that, that's a tough question. I think that I would maybe go with, um, Lenox. no, not the Lenox. Uh, I want my teeth to still be there when I'm done. Um, um, honestly, something like this cigar has a very flavorful wrapper as you have it in your mouth. Um, even before you light it, I mean, there's a lot of flavors coming off of it. Uh, so something like this or another cigar that I've experienced that with is another Drew Estate cigar, and that's the Florida Sun Grown. I, I actually like just sitting, well, that, that just having that sit in my lap, I mean, in my mouth while I'm uh, just kind of waiting to light it and just tasting the flavors coming off the wrapper. Yeah, who do you want sitting in your lap? <laughs> what did you mean to say? I apologize for that uh, hiccup. For, mm-hmm. for Yeah, yeah I slip. think it might have been. Oh. Um. So let me read some information from the Drew Estate website about the Liga Number no. Nine blend. 
Um, translated to English, Liga Privada means private blend. Uh, it's the perfect name as this cigar was originally crafted not for resale, but for our own personal humidors. Dozens of intricate blends were created, but the number nine was flawless in both flavor and character. Mm. Rich, complex, and full-bodied without being harsh. This amazing Vitola is best described in one word. Do you know what word that is? Are you reading along or do you want to guess? I would guess that word would be satisfying. Ooh, yep, you're right. But I also did just read that exact paragraph about 15 minutes ago. (laughs) So then both. So you were guessing and you read it. Okay. Yeah, I was guessing. When you light a Liga Pravada number nine, you are smoking a puro that was intended and expected to be smoked by us. Aged a full year. No expense has been spared or shortcut taken in its creation, as we expect cigar perfection with every puff. Mm. Um, so I guess they have different terms, or maybe it's a different language for the parts of the cigar, because they have the capa, capote, and the tripa. I'm hmm. guessing that's wrapper, binder, filler. So Connecticut yes. broadleaf, uh, dark wrapper. It is a very dark cigar. It's very heavy. Uh, yes, it is. Kind of looks like a turd. Um, and yeah, it's that dark of a brown. A healthy turd, that is. I mean, a thin one, unless you've been... Well, I don't want anyone going out there expecting to pick up like a slightly green, light brown cigar. No, no, no. So that, 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 was the only, that was the only part of me mentioning that. So, so it says the binder is a plantation-grown Brazilian... Matafina, and the filler the select is select Honduran and Nicaraguan Cuban seed. Strength is medium to full. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I saw some of the reviews saying it was a full-bodied, which I disagree with, um, unless you're a wuss. I'd put it right in the middle there, though. That is true. Um, taste, taste profile, lush, earthy, and espresso-like with incredibly dense body. So, let's see. They have... I have not had the Flying Pig yet. You've had the Flying Pig, which is a really weird figurato, like a really short, fat figurato. Yeah, and it is delicious. It's definitely a powerhouse. That, I'd put that at full. And I'm pairing this one with... Oh, where'd that empty bottle go? Tennessee... So I got this in Nashville at uh, this kind of touristy shop that had, I think, several distilleries in it. So this is Tennessee Legend Small Batch Moonshine Coffee Flavored. Mm. On the rocks, it goes terrific with the cigar. That sounds delicious. As if you're looking to pair, um, coffee also goes very well with the cigar. Mm -hmm. Um, But I personally right now am pairing it with uh, a bottle of of uh, whiskey that I picked up while on a trip to Israel. And it's uh, a distillery known as Golan Heights. Their claim is that they are Israel's first whiskey distillery. Is it kosher? Uh, um, that's a great question. Thanks, man. Yeah, I don't know that it is. Hmm. I mean, I feel like it should be, but it doesn't specify that on the bottle. Are those sirens? But, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, you might be while you're listening. Um <laughs> Manny uh, lives in Western New York. I live outside of D.C. and Virginia. So we are recording this from separate locations. And my location that's perfect for me to smoke is a screened-in patio that I have. 
So you may hear some sounds in the background. You may hear lots of crickets. Yeah, the crickets are actually working with me in case I fail at a joke. They can just fill in the void. Yep, I hear them. Sounds like someone committed suicide too near you because your jokes were so bad. Is that what's going on? Oh, yeesh. Sorry, I was trying to pause so you can hear the crickets responding to your joke as well. So, so anyways, um, let's see, I have, so, uh, have I ever, I've, of course I've told you, but let me fill in in case you have any questions. My first time I ever tried a league number nine, um, I was on a cruise with my wife's family and my cousin, who's a terrific guy. And at the time, uh, was a French chef, I believe at a golf club in Orlando. Um, he was part of this cigar club. And I, I really like cigars. You and I have been smoking since how old? Birth? Um, uh, yeah, probably about birth. I think uh, when my dad pulled out the It's a Boy Cigars, yeah, I just grabbed close. one and started. So, I mean, I really like cigars, right but he had yeah. some money to spend, and he had guys who really knew what they were smoking. And uh, so that was down in Orlando, and he handed me the cigar. It didn't say anything. He's like, hey, you like cigars, right? I said, yeah. So he handed me it. I said, okay, I brought my own humidor, but I believe... And, and Chase, you can weigh in on this cigar etiquette. Um, if you're being gifted a cigar, uh, it kind of seems like the expectation might be to smoke it, especially if someone leads with, hey, you like cigars, right? That means they want you to try it. Um, so I, so yes. I put mine down. I, I would agree with that. I had to that. try it. And, um, you know, we had a few drinky poos. And uh, after about half hour, I was noticing the ash was bubbling up and it was super oily and it was a super dark cigar. Uh, I thought it might be really strong, but it wasn't. It was delicious. So I said, dude, I said, what is this? I've never had this kind of cigar. And the label looked kind of weird. Like, couldn't really, I mean, it wasn't really colorful or anything. He said, oh, these are Liga Provadas. He told me all about them. So that was a number nine. And uh, I believe then um, word travels fast, no? Uh, yeah, it does. Because uh, my first Liga was shortly after that trip. You had mentioned having a Liga Pravada. Um, and it was the number mm -hmm. nine that you smoked on that trip, correct? And I think you had recommended a number nine to me. I think you may have actually found one for me. Uh, but at the time, I had never heard of the Liga Pravada cigar. I mean, once again, we've been smoking for quite a while. Um, we used to always be on a pretty tight budget, I feel like, with cigars. But the problem with cigar smoking as a hobby is that the more you get into it and the more you're looking for different flavor profiles and different experiences of cigar that you're smoking, sometimes the more money you spend. And I have found that once you get into some slightly better cigars, it's hard to go back to like a $4 or $5 stick. Um, but anyways, for me, it was the same thing. I'd never heard about it. Um, all I really knew from it after looking at up some research on it was that it was a Drew Estate cigar. And I've kind of always equated Drew Estate to uh, their Fuse cigars like the acids I um, cured in my humidor for quite a while that I was actually afraid to talk about that maybe at another episode. But, uh, but anyways, I didn't have a, you know, my, my, my view of Drew Estate was not, was not as big as it should have been. Um, so I gave it a try. And ever since, I, oh, I would pick yeah. up any Drew Estate cigar, but especially a Liga. Actually, Manny, the, the smoke shop I frequent here in Virginia has like a quote-unquote back room um, that they kind of put the stuff that they don't want to go too fast. They just put that in the back room so that anyone who goes there frequently can say, hey, what do you got in the back room? 
And that's typically where they keep all their Liga Privadas. And I don't know there's been a time that I've walked in that store without checking out what's in the back room and almost always walking out with some form of Liga Privada. So, yeah, go for it. You know, one of the things we wanted to do, we get a real kick out of the reviews that people attempt to write online. I think, I don't know what language they start at, but whatever they end up is, is, is not English. Um, I think they must use a translator for some of them. Um, and the, the flavors <laughs> that people seem to draw from smoking cigars, um, it has no bounds. Uh, people have tasted that I've heard uh, salt, burnt plastic, wet earth. And like, don't get me wrong, you know, tobacco has, you know, a lot of different flavors, but they're hilarious. So uh, I wanted to pull one up. I'm going to read from this one right yeah. now. They are. Go for it. Just loading the page, you know. All right. So on this one. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll probably keep these reviews for so now. So on this now. one. Features a dark chocolate model gotcha. wrapper with a soft, even pack. Even though it's rolled, it's not packed. Oily, buttery, soft hmm. feel. Small veins and tight, invisible <laughs> seams. Large triple cap and faint, sweet, woody aroma. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the... Okay. First light reveals mm, a perfect like draw wood. with copious amounts of thick, medium-bodied smoke, showing a slightly sweet earth on the draw, followed by a zing black pepper just at the tail end hmm. of the long finish. Mm. Zing. The first third burns well with a fairly wonky burn, possibly from the box press. Oh, yeah, this is a box press number nine. Uh, by the way, we should, probably should have specified, <laughs> we're smoking the Corona Viva. Yes. <laughs> Very true. So, I mean, in uh, his defense. Yeah, well, I guess that's to be fair. I don't, maybe I don't know. It was packed. Yeah. Box packed, I think they call uh, it. So he thinks the wonky burn is possibly from the box press on his. Flavors are largely the same, going a touch smoother and dropping down a notch on the pepper. While the finish is a deep plum sweetness and heavy but mild earth. So it rocks. Because they're heavy. Mm. Hey, not 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 to not to stop you in the middle of this, but I feel like it's worth noting that I think I've never, actually only once that I can count. I've had quite a bit of quite a few, sorry, of Liga Privadas um, that I've smoked, and I don't know that I've ever had a burn issue with any of them, excluding one that I smoked uh, with you um, on a trip in New Hampshire. If I remember correctly, it was I don't know, probably. 20 Wasn't degrees and windy as can be. And we were trying to smoke a cigar out in the wind. Oh, it was cold. And that's a, <laughs> that was a UF 13. That's correct. Uh, yeah. And it, it was cold and it was really windy. And I, in all honesty, I think that's the only time I've ever had. I mean, even as I look at the cigar now, I mean, the burn is perfectly even. All right. So anyways, Halfway I just feel like that's worth noting. At 40 minutes with a decent burn needing a touch up where the first ash dropped. Ooh, that ash dropped. Flavors are muted. 
dropping the distinct <laughs> flavors going to a general wet earth. Ew. And the slight sweetness lasting through the shortened finish. Shortening finish. Ending at 55 minutes, where it got too hot for me. Uh, black, it picks out black coffee. Uh, so black coffee joined the earthiness. As the cherry warmed things up, the finish went to a hot nuttiness. Ooh. You ever taste hot nut in your cigars? Never, t- never tasted that before in my cigars. Oh, well, yeah, no, me neither. All right, good. Oh, my. What else does this gentleman have to say? I'm, I mean, lady or gentleman. To be fair, I don't to know what fair, we're reading. Yeah, yes. Knows? So, I mean, that's really it. That's all there was written on that one. But I will hmm. say, uh, I don't know where he's getting a lot of those. Um, and I never understood what people mean by earth. Because, like, do you mean dirt or soil or, like, just crap on the ground or, like, rocks? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, I personally am in construction. And I've been on construction sites to where you're doing excavating everything's dirt all around you and is it you mean like maybe that experience when you walk through a cloud of dust of dirt it just I all goes thought. up in your lungs and you just taste it for the next 30 minutes maybe maybe that's yeah. what he's tasting maybe i will say definitely tastes like coffee roke roast dark roast coffee it would be mm-hmm. delicious if it wasn't so late at night dude a french press right now would be awesome yeah. but this coffee liqueur is pretty damn good yeah, I can see that. I can also taste, I mean, I'd say coffee, definitely some chocolate type of notes, like almost like, a, like the sweetness of chocolate. Cacao? Yeah, oh, you could say cacao if you really wanted to. Yep. Um, but uh, but you could definitely taste that. There's definitely like a creaminess to it as well. And one thing that Manny and I have also um, discussed, probably at, when I say at length, it's probably like way too much conversation, is retrohaling. And I feel like when I retrohale the cigar, which I guess to explain, to my understanding, retrohaling is when you're kind of exhaling the puff that you took and you let the last little bit kind of roll out of your nose. Uh, you get a different flavor profile. You don't want to inhale it, obviously, because that would, that would burn. But, uh, but just a little bit rolling out of the nose kind of hits some different taste buds that you don't necessarily experience when you're just smoking the cigar through your mouth. Yeah, I'm so, not a huge fan of it, but I like rolling my pipe smoke out of my nose. But that's a full, you take it in your mouth, and then the whole puff goes through your nose. Well, I think when you say you're not a fan of it, I think it's more of that you're just scared. Here, I'll try you it haven't now. mastered it uh, yet. No, yeah. I'm not scared. I'll try it right now. And you'll, Listen. And you'll see the creaminess I'm talking about. This is me retrohaling like a little, you know, hipster. Here you go. <laughs> mm, hold on. Mm. You know what? That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's delicious. It's like a completely different taste, isn't it? So I was, so I pulled it into my mouth, and then I just, as I was breathing it out, uh, just let a little bit go through my nose. Yep. Yep. Just a little bit. Okay, that's good. Yeah. See what I mean? Not every puff. It's a good experience. Good. No, no, not every puff. But, you know, every two puffs. So... <laughs> You know, there's a contestant for my best friend. And Chase, you're in the running. But, you know, right behind you, mm. or, you know, honestly, I don't know where he stands right now, is Jay, uh, who got me a Promise Lighter by Honest from, I believe it's from Amazon. And he also got me a sweet cigar case for my office. At, well, I said it's for my office at work. Um, he lost a bet. And so he got me these very nice items. And this lighter is pretty awesome. Nice. 
um, in exchange. Nice. So this was, we put a bet on UFC fights. He had to give me those items, and I had to give him a piece of artwork. Hmm. What, uh, was it like a picture of yourself? It was a marker-drawn alien smoking a blunt on top of the world, um, done on construction paper in a CVS frame. <laughs> is, this, uh, is this how you pass time in your job? <laughs> oh, this is, you know, I lost the bet. I had to, I owed the man a piece of artwork. That's the best I could come up with. But, I mean, to be clear, it wasn't your, like, you didn't draw it. No, of course not. This was an actual artist that signed. I mean, nice. it might have been a child. Nice. I mean, it sounds like that you both kind of won that bet. You know, <laughs> don't you have a review? I do have a review. Yeah, I, I do have a review that I'd like to get into. Please. Um, now, this, from... is, this is a Liga number nine review from where? Are you going to blow up their spot? From the internet, <laughs> um, from the World Wide Web. Um, so here we go. I'm going to kind of break through it a little bit. He describes it. I think one other thing that's important to mention, um, he is smoking a Bellicoso, which he priced at around $10. Uh, this stick that we're currently smoking now, uh, probably around here, prices for about $10 to $11 a stick in Virginia. Um, but uh, yeah, let's start off on his review. Uh, the cigar is dark, oily, and lumpy. Um, tightly packed with soft, with no soft spots. You can clearly see the Ligero in the filler with the naked eye. This guy must be a professional because I, I don't know how to see. Yeah, what's a Ligero look like? I mean, my guess is it looks like tobacco. Probably it looks like the cigar because that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a lot of Ligero that I see with my naked eye every time I open my humidor. Um. <laughs> So anyways, we'll get into his first impressions. First impressions is the wrapper has a sweet, syrupy, cedar smell to it. Oh. I, I personally don't smell cedar or syrup. And I love syrup. But, uh, I would know if it's in there. Oh, yes. Yes. It's funny. I know we just talked the other day, and I was talking about mixing syrup in my coffee. But I'm finding that with the weather cooling down in the morning here, uh, Virginia's got some long summers in my mind. But uh, I feel like I'm putting a little maple syrup in my coffee every morning. You know, I got to start doing that in preparation for hunting season. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, let me move on to this uh, first impressions. Um, all right. So he said there's a sweet, a sweet syrupy cedar smell to it and the foot as well, but adds a touch of smokiness. The cold draw is quite firm and gives me hints of cumin and maple. There he goes with that syrup again. And uh, I don't know that I've ever in my lifetime tasted cumin in a cigar. I've never tasted cumin either. Yeah, I'm also interested to find out if he has a recipe to what he ate prior to the cigar. <laughs> Indian food? Because I would love to find something that has both maple syrup and cumin in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the smokiness I mentioned earlier, uh, the first couple puffs are smooth and fruity. I would not classify this as a fruity cigar. Not the cigar is slightly sweet on the tongue and the finish. It lingers for a bit, and more of the sweet flavor comes through. There are some fruity notes to start, along with a toasty tobacco flavor. Um, I personally feel like if you're ever smoking a cigar, you should probably expect a toasty tobacco flavor. I was hoping, you know, he mentioned it tasted like burnt tobacco. That's a, or smoke, I think. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're aiming for. That. Yeah, because if not, you haven't lit that stick yet. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the flavors are what I would call delicate. They aren't hammering the palate, but are easily found. Through the sinuses, it's fairly easy, with only a slight burn. <laughs> and give off notes of cherry and occasional nutmeg. I haven't tasted cherry, although the review that you just read also mentioned cherry and also mentioned fig. But uh, yeah. I, do, I can say oftentimes, and I know we've talked about this in the past, is the taste of what resembles raisin. And I think that that's just tobacco in general. I don't know if you ever, if you ever, you know, someone opens up a fresh pack of cigarettes, you take a first cigarette out and you just smell it. And it literally smells like you just opened up a box of raisins. I think so that's part where, of me like, feels people, like that's just. Oh, I think that's where people get like the fig flavor from too. Like sometimes just good tobacco just smells like those kind of like dark dried fruits. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. I think a lot of times people want to take a flavor that's common and just put a lot of words to it as well to make it kind of their own. Um, all right, so let, let, let's skip down to uh, first third. The sweetness of the smoke seems to have increased slightly, leaving a thick, syrupy finish. Flavors are maintaining their fruity characteristics with what I would now call raisins. All right, there we go. He's got the raisins. Um, or more specifically, dates. Ooh. Specifically, the plot, the plot thickens. Uh, the character is still silky smooth with little spice on the palate. There are occasionally notes of coffee and chocolate, but they are easy to miss. And the burn line is nothing to complain about. It's super sharp. Ooh. Watch out. That's what I tell my <laughs> he child. Didn't say watch out. I added that. Yeah. Comes, Don't touch. Whenever he comes into the barn here, I'm like, God, dude, that's super sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch that. Um, but really no significant issues, he says. Uh, the ash is very strong, but a clumsy maneuver on my part caused it to shift into a wonky position. He does say to see photo. Back up. But I don't, I don't. Yeah. Did you just say the ash is strong, but it moved and, and forced it into a wonky position or something? Uh, he did say a clumsy maneuver on his part. Okay. Although, I mean, I guess it's not that strong then, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, my. All right. Second third. Flavors have changed up slightly since the first third. There's a little more chocolate and coffee to be found, as well as more distinct cherry note. The, mo the smoke is still pretty sweet on the tongue and is remaining oh so smooth and creamy. The finish is pretty much the same with a little bit of bitter cocoa thrown in. The burn has been fantastic. No needing. Oh, sorry. Not needing any touch ups. And the ash is maintaining its strength. The body, of cigar, the body of the cigar is what I would call medium to full, uh, learn, leaning more towards the full spectrum. The strength of this stick is definitely in the full range, as per the nice buzz I have. <laughs> um, there's not, not a lot more to really That's not worth read reading? Here. Yeah, thanks. No, don't need to hear no. it. You know, I will say, this is one of my favorite cigars. I know we had one of these the other night when we were on the phone, and I was really looking forward to smoking one of these again. When I first, mm. when we first got the box, I was the first one to light one of these up, um, and it hadn't rested very long, and I did have burn issues. But since then, I have not had any burn issues. Um, yeah. This is a great size for the cigar, too, actually. It smokes, like, anywhere from, like, you know, 40 to 50 minutes. Um, and this is one of my yeah. favorites. I think I would put that right up there with 
any of my favorite Nicaraguan or Dominican blends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of like the Padron Anniversarios, the 1964, some of my favorites. Some of the ones from Santiago Cigars, some of my favorites. This is up there. This is delicious. Um, yeah, it is. Right up there with like the Trinidad Cubans I've had, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good cigar. And for the price, I mean, obviously it depends on where you live. I know New York State, they're a little more pricey than they are here. But for the price, I mean, this is a dang good cigar. Yeah, I think here it's oh. like 50 or $60. Oh, oh, yeah? Is that how high the taxes have gone in New York State since I've left? Yeah, I mean, it might be wow. that high by, by tomorrow. You never know. Yeah, they yeah just raised, true. You never know. They just raised the age to 21 in New York. <laughs> yeah, now they're getting rid of all uh, flavored e-juice, I hear. Yep, yep. So basically, that'll be consolidated to Indian reservations, from what I understand. Yeah, well, might as well drive the uh, purchasing of cigarettes up, right? That's right. For the children. For the children, of course. Yeah, we all grew <laughs> up smoking. All our friends smoked. We got to get our kids back on cigarettes. That's right. I haven't, I haven't died yet. So um, one of the reviews uh, that you and I had perused had mentioned an interesting pairing. Uh, with a Liga 9 that included sweet tea. Oh, yeah, that's actually the same review. Should I, uh, <laughs> should I backtrack a moment? <laughs> yeah, you want to read that part? Yeah, so drinking. He, uh, he, he, he specifies the wrapper, the binder, the filler, the size, the price, the location, office. He must actually work in a pretty cool spot if he's smoking this in his office. But uh, drinking, uh, he recommends, he's got two recommendations on there. One is sweet tea, and the other one, Brace yourself as water. I don't understand the sweet tea recommendation. I wouldn't want anything too sweet with this. Yeah. Um, as it is, the liqueur is a little on the sweet side, but it's coffee flavored, so it's really good. Yeah. I would agree. Honestly, the last time I had one of these cigars the other night, um, I was drinking, oh, I don't even remember what it's called. Maybe. Roswell's, I don't know, it was something I got as a gift. I don't really know what it is. It's pretty good, but actually it paired better than what I'm drinking currently because the Golan Heights whiskey that I'm drinking is very smooth and mellow. So something with a little more bite. Oh, you had a bourbon. A little darker. You had a bourbon last night, right? I did have a bourbon, yeah, last time I was smoking this. But uh, yeah, and you know, I'll give them water. I feel like it's always wise to have a glass of water with you when you're smoking a cigar. I don't know if I'd call that a pairing, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, to each his own. So um, I, wanted to, I wanted to read you something, something I came across. Um, with the gift from my friend Jay, contestant for really good friend slash best friend. I mean, you know, he's definitely up there. Let, let me stop you for a quick second. Sure. Uh, because I think if anyone for some reason decides to continue to listen to any of our episodes, it might be a running theme that, uh, that I, I'm not, I'm, it's not that I'm trying to win best friend of Manny here. It's just that I feel like I've already won it. And I feel like there's really no way anyone else could compare. Just because, I mean, just the sheer amount of cigars that I ship you. And I mean, yeah, I mean, just that. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I do for you as a friend. But I feel like that's worth it. My, so uh, so my anyways, friend, it may come up a few times. My best friend is defined as whoever gave me the coolest shit last and most recently. So that would be Ooh. Jay. And um, with the office, or not the office, with the little cigar case that I plan on keeping in my office, it's really nice. It's got a leather uh, uh, layer on the outside, and then it's got the little hygrometer in the top. And so it's like a stand-up cylinder with a little cap that's just a friction fit on top. So it can probably hold a few cigars. And I, my solution to, 
fixing the humidity was just buy the 69% Bovita packs. Now, yeah. I've bought a bunch of those in the past. When I ship you cigars, I always enclose those. I mean, when my brother Manuelito ships you cigars, he always encloses those in the packaging. And um, <laughs> I found it. Now, I didn't need to read the reviews of the Bovita packs. I, I know what Bovita packs do, but I found this very interesting. Let me read this to you. This is the first review that came up on Amazon looking at the 69% Bovita packs. In all caps and bold. Beware for your health. Stay away. <laughs> These Bovita products release harmful chemicals that, while apparently undetectable, have the potential to make you sick over time. I used this product and fell sick for a week, unable to sleep from throat pain and fever. Shortly thereafter, I got a severe sinus infection. I stopped using this product until fully healed. That weekend, I went to a buddy's house where I stayed for about a week. And enjoyed his Bovita free cigars with no ill effects. <laughs> Bovita free. Well, does that mean, yeah, I think he got kicked out of his house. Yeah. <laughs> Upon returning home to my Bovita stored cigars, I found myself sick again the same day. Sure, I have no data and have not done any clinical tests to support this, but if you're the type of person who cares enough to do for their for their health to be cautious, then steer clear. Do your body a favor and find a pure organic solution for humidity control. Orange peels. <laughs> and be diligent enough to remove them once you've achieved the desired moisture. Just think about it. There has been several individuals across the web who report that Bovita products affect flavor. That change in flavor is caused Apparently by... this guy is the only one who actually thought he needed to share it, though. <laughs> that change in flavor is caused by a chemical catalyst, and it is not something humans should ingest. Oh, and they won't accept your return. Put them in the trash. It's not worth it. <laughs> so that was the first review, which I thought was hilarious, because apparently this guy just gets sick whenever he goes home. So, look, I don't typically like to judge people for their own personal decisions in their life. Yes, you but do. But if I had to... All right. Well, I try not to. I can't say I don't like to. Sure. Um, but I try not to. All right. But if I had to give this guy a name or at least put him in a category, I'd say he's definitely a non uh, vaxxing vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought if that I was, had to guess, I, I've never seen someone <laughs> so pissed off for such like a seemingly inert object. Yeah. And how much do they cost a pack too? Uh, I think this was like 13 bucks for like a 10 pack. <laughs> So listen, man. Just throw the thing out and shut up. Maybe he's smoking like 10 cigars a day and they're just all thrown in with Bavita packs. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe he's just got mold in his house. Yeah. Or maybe he really needs to see a counselor. And that brings us to the next part of our show. Mental health and getting help. Just... Well, thanks for bringing that up, Manny. Yeah, there's those crickets. Yep. <laughs> so how far along are you with, uh, with your Liga number nine? Uh, probably about halfway through, actually, at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so right in the middle of the second third, if we want to be specific. Um, yeah, I'd probably say <laughs> I'm about um, six twelfths of the way through. Hmm, six twelfths. Mm -hmm. You must have one of those Lufkin tape measures from Home Depot. <laughs> is that a construction joke? Uh, it is a construction joke, yes, it is. Well, I've thrown many of those tape measures uh, in the trash from people who have brought them around me. <laughs> brand um, loyal. 
You're a brand loyal gentleman. That's right. Fat Max all the way. Sponsor. Um, Another anyways, sponsor, yep. I think Levita's it is important. A sponsor. To... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do think it's important to mention uh, if you are looking to get into the cigar or uh, have tried a couple. Uh, the flavor profile does change quite a bit depending on the size stick that you're smoking. Um, like, for instance, I know we mentioned the, uh, the Flying Pig. Um, I mean, it's a completely different cigar when you smoke the Flying Pig. It obviously has some of the similar tastes because it's the same makeup, but you have a lot more filler and binder than you do a wrapper. But, uh, but anyways, it's worth mentioning um, that we are specifically talking about the Corona Viva as we smoke the cigar. And the flavor profile does change depending on what you're smoking. Speaking of which... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go what ahead. Are you, what are you, Dan Sapansky? I no, thought no. of... <laughs> <laughs> I Go ahead. Pack of the, I bought a pack of the number nine cigarillos, like the real small ones. The uh, like, Coronet? Uh, is that what they're called? Yeah, and the little tin. Yeah, the little tin. They were good, but it's almost not... It's not enough. I need more of the number nine in my mouth. Yeah, that's where you just string them up together with a little twine and just go for the whole thing. Oh, like one of those ones that's braided? Yeah, yeah, like one of those. <laughs> Get some rolling papers and roll a big one up. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, I do have to say, I am pretty excited that Drew Estate did that. They came out with the Coronets. Because uh, it is kind of nice to get some of their premium cigars and just a nice short you know, smoke. I mean, for a little while, I found the Papas Fritas, uh, which is... In a sense, it's kind of like the leftover of all their legal provider lines, and then they put into another cigar. So that is Papa's a way to Fritas. get into. Papa's Fritas in my native tongue means French fries. That's how, that's how you say it in Portuguese? <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it does. Uh, they also came out with, um, of course, I'm blanking on the name. Oh, the Dirty Fritas which is the same blend, but is a cone. That's also a great way if you want to kind of find out, you know, what you're getting into with the Liga Provada, but you don't know that you want to drop the initial, you know, 10 to $16, depending on where you are, is to pick up something like that. So you get a little bit of the flavor profile, but you're, you know, you're spending more like 4 or $5 for a stick. So although I'm not smoking one right now, uh, there's the T52 from Liga Provada, which mm-hmm. I would say is a little more of a, like darker, drier taste, maybe not as sweet and creamy as this one. And yeah. when I say sweet and creamy, I mean, it's a dark flavored tobacco, but it's, it's kind of a mild, more, well, medium flavor. The T52 is a little stronger. Um, I really like that one, though, too. Uh, I did try the UF-13 with you. Uh, is that yeah. only one size, the UF-13? It is, yeah. So it was ginormous, um, and it was really strong. But it was very good. I wouldn't recommend that as the first one to try from the legal line, um, unless you really like very strong cigars. Mm -hmm. That's all part of the Unico series. What is the the Unico series? Uh, I don't have all of that specific information, but uh, they do have like the Feral Pig, the L40 is in that series, the Velvet Rat, the Rat. Oh, I remember. I remember it, um, it's it's their line of cigars that are each unique cigars in and of themselves. So you're not going to find it in different sizes. It's a blend. It's a blend and rolling uh, shape and technique that's specific to that cigar. Yes. 
uh, from or from the League of Provada line. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, I mean, I'm I'm actually I just pulled up uh, the Drew Estate website to look up a couple of those. Um, but uh, I do feel like any Drew Estate that I smoke is delicious. I, I have not, you know, with the exception of some of the acids, as I'm not an acid fan. I do have a friend who buys acids by the box like all the time. He probably every week has a box of acids stacked up on his doorstep waiting for his wife to find them and uh <laughs> and give him a hard time but uh but anyways you know not counting some of their infused cigars everything else i've had by drew estate i'm always pleased with i think one of the worst cigars i've ever had was a drew estate cigar oh really java yeah Ooh. Um, I won't knock too hard on the Java because I do have a couple buddies who may listen in at some point who they literally will just walk into a smoke shop surrounded by beautiful, delicious, gorgeous cigars and they'll go right to the Javas. <laughs> listen, I'm not opposed to trying another one, maybe, but I tried two of them a long time ago and the attempt to combine coffee flavor with a cigar in the cigar itself just didn't work for me. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, one thing I could say though, is that, I mean, there's some people that just love that kind of stuff. They just love the tastes. They love having something that's not just tobacco, something to have an aftertaste. I mean, a lot of those infused cigars get a lot of the flavor on your lips while you're smoking it too. So that kind of changes the taste a little bit. Um, like my wife, I think she would prefer if she were to have a cigar with me to have something like that, that was flavored like coffee than to have something like this. Number nine, I won't judge her for it. I, I won't. That's I, disgusting. I, <laughs> well, you can judge her for it, but I will. Woman. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> um, but I do recommend. I know a lot of guys that are a little bit newer to the cigar world, and they often like just say, "Oh, well, what are you smoking?" And I'm like, "Well, you might not want to start with what I'm smoking. But what's important is to kind of feel it out for yourself. Try some different sticks. Start at a lower budget. See if it's even something you want to stick around with, and then uh, and then go from there. You really have to build up your own palate." And uh, and that'll obviously change over time. Sticks. Uh, I mean, you're so hip. yes. I I try to be. You know, I'm growing out a beard right now, and I feel like you know I've got to be slightly more hip than what I have been in the past. Yeah, you're using beard oil, wearing skinny jeans, retro hair. Uh, I don't think I can pull off skinny jeans. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> yep, I think that they would be permanent if I wore skinny jeans. So this, this is, um, I would say the flavor profile has changed a little bit. I'm a little past the halfway point. Um, mm -hmm. I usually like, I usually end up extinguishing these right when it gets towards the band. Usually it kind of goes soft at that point. Yeah. Um, gets a little burnt, but this is still really good. Um, I'll tell you the other day I went to a place that I highly recommend if you're ever in the Rochester area, or I believe you can order online. Although, who knows what New York is going to restrict them to next. But <laughs> Any San day. <laughs> yeah. Santiago Cigar Factory um, on East Ave in Rochester has some of my favorite cigars. And it's so interesting that in the middle of Rochester, you'd find this one single business that they roll their own. They stock their own. They have their own line of Dominican tobacco. They've been doing business for quite a while under different names for reasons I don't need to get into. <laughs> they've, they've had several different locations and, you know, now the previous owners in Dominican Republic and won't be returning to the U.S. 
But <laughs> they uh, they have their torpedo shaped. Uh, they call it the Connecticut blend. It's a Connecticut wrapper. It's very mild, really sweet, creamy cigar. And I brought a coworker, and his burned great. He loved it. We were sitting outside. It was beautiful. And the store managers were out there as well. And mine, I could not keep lit. I've never seen a cigar burn that poorly. It was. It looked as if you rolled up a piece of paper and you lit it and it burned. And you could see all the layers still rolled up. It was very weird. Yeah. So I just, I just ended up mouthing it and getting it all wet uh, instead of trying to keep it lit. It was too much work. And they saw me. See, so I guess I know it. two guys now that like to chew on cigars. Well, yeah, no, there you go. Once in a while. Um, but then, and I was really disappointed. Uh, I've never had one do that. And then just the night after that, I went to meet up with my other friend, Eric, and he gave me one of their Maduro line. And that was, mm, mm, mm. they totally yeah. redeemed themselves. Mm. Yeah, they are. They are delicious cigars. You've sent me quite a few. I haven't personally uh, spent time at their shop or have ever visited their shop, but I've had a few of their cigars and every one of them have been delicious. Oh, they always have good Dominican coffee brewed in the back if you ever want a cup. It's just uh, sweet and black. Ooh. Um, sometimes I'll take my work there and write a few emails and do a little chit-chat. Now, one, one quick question there, Manny. What, uh, what is Dominican coffee? Like, what would be the style of coffee that would be known as Dominican coffee? Well, uh, so they don't roast it very dark. So it's usually a high caffeine, and they just serve it black um, with sugar in it. Hmm. A small cup, which is sugar. I hmm. guess that'd be the same as a Honduran coffee, having traveled to those places. Yeah. <laughs> they drink coffee the same way. But yeah, it's a Dominican yeah. Dominican place. Um, I think they're all Dominican, and uh, that's why I call it Dominican coffee. I don't mean to be racist. I don't mean to you know pigeonhole any particular country into being of a certain coffee drinking persuasion. That's a, that, those are just my observations. Well, I think the rule is if you're talking about it in a positive light, it's not really racist, right? Uh, let's not get into that because I have some different, examples I'd rather not bring up. A different episode, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I'm holding a long, dark cigar right now, so. <laughs> Touche. So, oh, what would you say is the most heartbroken you've ever been over a cigar for whatever reason, Chase? Ooh. See, I feel like you're just trying to to just kind of peel the scab off of some wounds that haven't quite healed over the past 15 years. You know, I'm not a maybe, trauma maybe therapist and I can't, I can't make you recover from having survived your trauma. I have to wait till you're ready to talk about it. All right. Well then I will share three short stories because I don't know how to pick between the three of them, which one would maybe the most heartbroken. The first one um, and actually you might have to remind me of what cigar. Oh, that's right. I think we were talking about it was a Nat Sherman. Hot tub story. Um, the hot tub story. So uh, Manny and I have been friends since middle school, I want to say. And smoking since middle school. Yeah. I mean, no. For my children, if they ever were to listen to this before the age of 21, <laughs> which apparently is the age now. <laughs> right. I waited till I was 21, and you should do the same. As they're three years into their adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, so uh, actually, it's funny because I just recently started rewatching The Sopranos, and uh, back uh, back in our days, this might age us, but uh, when we were in high school, I believe, is when The Sopranos were were big, um, and we would set up a laptop outside. It didn't matter if it was snow. It didn't matter if it was hot out, and we'd watch Sopranos and smoke cigars at like age like fourteen and fifteen, 
And uh, we had just been in New York City for something, and we had picked up. How did we get those? Now that I'm thinking about our age. That's a great question. <laughs> but uh, anyways, huh. we did have we got a hold of some Nat Shermans, and it's a big, <laughs> big Nat Sherman. Um, and uh, and I got in the hot tub, and I was sitting there, and I lit it, and maybe five minutes into my smoke, I looked down for some reason, and all I heard was. And half of my cigar just went right in the hot tub. Oh. <laughs> so and that, I was that, there, that was... and I heard it. And I was so, so excited for these cigars. Somehow, I think you and I honestly just went in and bought them. Because I think yeah. you and I went into New York City by ourselves as teenagers. We're just <laughs> walking around. We had planned to, go to Ar- uh, planned to go to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx to get cigars from them. <laughs> <clears throat> but we ended up going to Nat Sherman. Should we be saying now, that we bought cigars? No, we were definitely 18. We were, yeah, definitely, we were 18 definitely 18 when we went. That um, has, yeah. uh, although yep. I do remember quite a few moments. One was in Florida visiting my mom and other times where we had this whole spiel. I don't know if you remember this, that we would stand in line when going to buy any form of tobacco and we'd talk about our Jeep. <laughs> we pretended like we were working on our car in hopes <laughs> that, that someone didn't... would perceive us as older than we really were because, you know, who would be working? They had to own a car. They were talking about using these certain tools. We we're just making up terms that we didn't really yeah. know. We had to be at least 18, right? Like the rotary girder goes over there. We pretended to be all frustrated. And oh, lying. left-handed smoke shifter. Had to move that a few times. So that way the cashier would think, oh, these are obviously just young-looking but mature men. Um, oh. we also had the spiel, oh, it's my grandpa's birthday and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he loves cigars and I just don't know what kind to get him. So I just figured I'd grab these. Sometimes they'd even go so far as to give us recommendations like, oh, well, <laughs> try these if you like cigars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my first heartbreak story. Second heartbreak story is my dad used to really be into, and myself into some of the CAO lines back in the day. Um, and the CO extreme was one of them. Um, so I had purchased a box for my dad for father's day. And that was also, a Sopranos uh, cigar. They had, they were like sponsored or had some kind of partnership with CIO for the Maduro line. Yeah. For the Maduro line they did at that time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I had bought this box and of course, you know, being me, I didn't just give him the box. I kept a couple for myself, uh, I put them in my humidor. He was fine with that. Cause I would have stolen them from his anyway. Um, and I had had one in there for, it was about two and a half years. And I decided that I was going to take it out and smoke it. It had a little plume on it. I mean, it was, I mean, a perfectly maintained humidor for two and a half years. I was ready to smoke this bad boy. Uh, but prior to my smoke, I also needed to relieve myself in the restroom. Um, and I'll never forget the moment. You know, those moments where like something really like serious and like life altering and even life threatening happens. And it's like time just slows down. You're talking about your duty. Uh, no, no, I was, it was number one. Don't worry. Oh. I'm just talking about in general, like you're about to get in a car crash and it's like, everything just goes into slow motion. Yeah. That's tunnel that's ex- vision. That's adrenaline. Yeah. That's survival. Well, that, that's what I ran into when the cigar <laughs> slipped out of my lips as I'm standing over the toilet. Oh. And I remember even like slow motion trying to grab it in midair it just fell into a toilet filled with toilet water and urine. Um, that was my second heartbreak. And my third really heartbreak. Hard, really hard to keep that lit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about tangy flavors off a cigar, you know? 
<laughs> uh, and then my third, my third uh, tie for number one heartbreak just happened recently. I purchased some cigars from a cigar place that I will not mention because this has never been an issue in the past for this place. But uh, anyways, put them in my humidor. About two weeks went by and I opened up one of my drawers in my humidor and uh, found mold. First time I ever had mold on a cigar and it had affected. Uh, it was on an L40, actually a Liga Pravada L40. But that L40 was stacked on top of a Pappy Van Winkle um, cigar that I had in there and also a T52 Flying Pig. So it just, I have a drawer specifically for my Liga Provadas in case you're trying to figure, it's not my whole humidor, it's just one drawer. Um, but anyways, I cleaned off, clipped off, did as much as I thought I could to get rid of the mold, and it kept coming back on those three cigars. So the negative was that it kind of ruined those cigars. The positive is I had three great days of smoking cigars. Because <laughs> you're forced not to a, smoke the moldy yes, ones? Not every day I take three of my best cigars out of the humidor and smoke them <laughs> one day after another. I'm very excited to try. I got gifted to me, um, you know, another contestant for a really good friend, to be honest with you. Oh, crap. He gifted me a, uh, what is it, a Liga A, just the letter A, mm -hmm. as in aardvark. And mm -hmm. if I'm, it was a very generous gift. So he sits at the Wounded Warriors tables at Drew Estate events and sent me a care package. And I sent him some of the Santiago cigars from Rochester. And he uh, gave me this cigar. So it's from a 2011 uh, tobacco International event, I believe. Um, and it's huge. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think it's like 10 and a half inches long. It's like a 52 ring gauge. Um, <laughs> that's going to smoke for about two and a half to three hours, and I've got to be ready for it. And I'm oh, not ready. That's, that's going to be delicious. I'm not ready. Oh, that will be delicious. Um, so, wait, what's your third story? Oh, wait, you just I told me. I, I shared three. I have so many tragic cigar stories. Recently, Dude. I had the wrapper pull off of one of my Ligas. I've been smoking and drop it in, like, you know, a, a puddle in the parking lot. Um, uh. I have ones where I look up in my car and then burn the visor. And then I get the melted plastic in the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. I have burn marks Ooh. on the top of my car from stretching while I'm holding a cigar. <laughs> I own it. Whatever. I'll trade it in one day. Yeah, hopefully another smoker will be interested. <laughs> How do you get around when you're listing your car uh, or listing it for trade-in when they ask you if it's been smoked in and you say no? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I will say that. Yeah, not that I'm recommending you lie. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like taking 40 days off of all tobacco to get life insurance. You know, I want to come back to something that we didn't really touch on at all. Hmm. Do you recall? Wait, wait. So are we technically coming back to it or is it just new? Um, we're coming back to it to address it from a new perspective that I think we overlooked. All right. All right. Go ahead. In the review I read for the Liga Number 9, do you remember him mentioning orange peel as a, quote, pure organic <laughs> solution to humidity control? I do remember that. Yeah. Why would you so, – so this is the guy who was complaining about the Bavita packs, saying that it caused him all kinds of uh, distress and health. And then when he went to crash on a buddy's couch uh, and he had a regular humidor, he felt totally fine when he was smoking cigars. He said well, that well, now, you should 
use orange peels and put orange peels in to keep the humidity regulated on your humidor. Hmm. Don't do that. Now that you mention that, I think I know why he's feeling sick. (laughs) Because I I think there's no better place for any form of fruit to build bacteria than a nice humid closed box. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea. You know, forget that really easy to use humidity adjusting pack. Let's put wet fruit on our expensive (laughs) tobacco products and let them sit. (laughs) These cigars suck. This Bovita pack sucks. It actually brought fruit flies into my humidor. <laughs> now, I actually, I've, I've heard of fruit peels being used to rehydrate um, things such as dried herbs. Um, but that's the only time I've ever heard of that. You know, I knew of a kid once who mixed, uh, was it banana peels with toothpaste and made some kind of acid to trip on? <laughs> I heard of that. I wonder if that worked. I, after discovering this, I really tried to figure out if this was real or if he was just like some kind of experimental mad scientist. Um, and it turns out there's some way to do it. It's, it causes some mold that can be a hallucinogen, but I'm not hmm. convinced that he was doing it properly. He just had toothpaste smothered on banana peels rotting under his bed. So are you telling me that this morning when I made myself a banana and strawberry smoothie, I should have left the peel on? Did you brush your teeth? No. Well, you need Not to have after. The toothpaste. Yeah, you got to have the toothpaste to get high. Oh. I think Tom's makes a kid's toothpaste that's banana flavored. <laughs> that might get them high. Mm. <laughs> kids nowadays, you know, they're always looking for the next, the next adrenaline rush. They're always vaping, playing Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> All that Fortnite's ruining that generation, you know? Oh, uh, vaping's going to kill our children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why everyone's so worried about climate change. Just let everyone keep vaping. Yeah, if they vape, maybe they should add products to the vape juice to offset climate change and encourage vaping. (laughs) You know, I had an idea. And I think it's genius. Did you actually have an idea? Yeah, I have a lot of ideas. All right. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you. I'll buy it. Okay. All right. So, okay, I have a lot of friends that smoke. See, now I know you're lying. (laughs) <laughs> I have a lot of friends that are paid by my parents <laughs> that smoke and also hunt. Now, smoking and hunting some animals isn't much of a factor. So you're hunting grouse, rabbit, things that you things that are going to know your position that you're hoping to flush or move. It doesn't matter what you smell like. I'd say it actually benefits you to be smoking in those situations. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, big game hunting, on the other hand, you don't want to smell like cigarettes. You don't want to smell like smoke. You don't want to introduce any other uh, foreign scents into the woods. And scent is a big part of the animal's defense. So I have a lot of friends who battle, you know, internally. Do I smoke this morning or do I not smoke and go hunting? And I think I came up with a solution. So I think we should make a vaping product that smells like deer estrus urine. So as you're vaping it, you can, as you exhale, you can blow it in the wind and it'll be uh, a female deer in heat urine flavor and the bucks hmm. will come towards you. You know, Manny, that actually is a really good idea. The only thing you did not think about is that that technically would be flavored e-juice. Damn it, I can't use it in New York. <laughs> so New York State would be banning that as well. That would be an interesting flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be. I've made the mistake of smelling estrus urine right up at the nose of the bottle. 
Oh, have you ever smelled bobcat urine? Well, not specifically, no. Well, I mean, I haven't smelled real bobcat urine, but uh, but my wife, urine? my wife works for an organization that uh, owns camps around the country and around the world. And uh, in the summer, we'll spend some time at one of those camps as she works there and uh, just does various things around the camp. But what they do is high schoolers come to this camp, and every week it's like 500 kids come and camp at this place for the week. But at the beginning of every week, they stopped this as of like last year, to my knowledge, because I did not smell it this past year. But they would spray the perimeter of the camp with bobcat urine or bobcat urine odor to keep all the other deer away, to keep deer out of it, to keep, try and keep wildlife out of the camp. They just spray the perimeter of the woods, and it, for like a day and a half, was like the nastiest smelling thing on the face of the planet. Was it so worse? Max, was if it you're listening, Max. That, was it worse than, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, if you're listening, Max, thank you for getting rid of that. <laughs> is it worse than that liquid diarrhea fertilizer that they spray on farms in the summertime? I'd say yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't Although, mind. If I recall the worst smelling thing I've ever smelled in my entire... Uh, <laughs> second, second worst. First worst was having to remove a dead fox from my neighbor's driveway um, that had been out there in the middle of summer here in Virginia for a few days and was ripe as can be. Um, but, uh, but the other worst smell, uh, was probably once again, back in high school with you, Manny, when you had, um, convinced me to help you wring out a deer hide that you were soaking. And I remember throwing up twice during that process. <laughs> that you threw up twice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you threw up once during that process too. That was really gross. I made a, I made a bad oh. error in trying to brain tan my own deer hide. I didn't do enough research. <laughs> Oh, no, and I let, it, I let it sit in warm water for way too long. And uh, I built this frame out of sticks. And my parents, I don't know how my parents even allowed me to keep this on the property. I mean, it was rotting. Oh. And I thought I was making some fancy leather. I had all these uh, ambitions. If I remember plans. correctly, you had that in a five-gallon bucket capped off in your basement. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bad, bad idea. Yeah, although I'm pretty sure your parents put up with worse. Um, I've gotten better. Well, hey, I mean then. I mean back then. They uh, they only found my my cigars once, and that was when I was smoking on the roof, and my cat <laughs> somehow opened the door, and my mom came in and caught me smoking on the roof like a huge cigar that I'd gotten from the Dominican Republic <laughs> at like age fourteen or fifteen, and so my my dad told me that he'd give me amnesty that if I brought him all the tobacco that I had that I wouldn't be punished for it. But there was this one package of cigars that I really didn't want to part with. So I had this uh, Troy Aikman Wheaties box. And it was a collector's <laughs> items Wheaties box. And I cut off the bottom with a razor. And I put the cigars in there and then super glued the bottom back on. And my mom never <laughs> found them. Oh, that's great. They smelled so good. Slightly different than my uh, family situation. In which case, uh, I lived at a nature center during my high school years. Uh, we lived at a house that was on a nature center, I should say. I didn't live at the nature center. Um, but uh, we you were, were Manny and I. Yeah, yeah, I was raised in a cage with a hawk. Explains the missing eye. Um, but uh, anyways, Manny and I used to steal cigars out of my dad's humidor at a young age and walk the trails and smoke cigars in this nature center. And uh, eventually got to a point that my dad started leaving two of his cheaper cigars on the top of that humidor whenever he knew Manny would be coming over. 
so nice. Just to keep us from digging into his good stash. He will probably deny that if I bring it up, but it well, happened. Especially, yeah, yeah. That's a reportable event. Yeah, well, I mean, not anymore, right? I think the statute of limitations uh, <laughs> might not apply anymore. Yeah, I think, I'm, I think we're safe. <laughs> oh, well, hey, are there any other details you want to share about the cigar before we, uh, before we close up? Not really. I'm or, surprised. or anything else. I mean, it doesn't have to be about the cigar. Uh, At this point, if someone's still listening to us, I think they're fair game to hear anything. I, I doubt they are, but if they are, you know, the cigar's still burning, so I feel like we should still be chatting, because that's what you're supposed to do when you're smoking a cigar. That is true. Or thinking. Um, I will say, oh, let's talk about cigars that have made us sick. Ooh. So there was one time, uh, I was with my good college buddy, my roommate, and I grew up near Long Island Sound. And I grew up working in a fishing store, and I had access to all kinds of fishing gear. I had access to a boat. And so I could kind of just go fishing whenever I had the time to do so, you know, as a high school teenager on the ocean. So we couldn't buy beer. We couldn't make that work. So we got the non-alcoholic Becks. (laughs) And I made some sausages, and we got these Ashton Cabinet Cigars. Oh, Now, I had never had an Ashton cabinet cigar. The only Ashton I'd had was, I mean, I don't know the name of their standard line, but, you know, the golfer cigar, I call it. It's like the standard Ashton cigar. So I thought they were all kind of mild. And the cabinet is not a mild cigar. Um, And we were out, we were chumming, so we were throwing dead fish overboard, pieces of blood, and I had fish oil we were dumping all over the place. And we were fishing for striped bass and bluefish, trying to get a good chum trail going in the tide. And so you're bobbing up and down, drinking a bunch of this non-alcoholic beer, thinking we were cool, ripping on these strong cigars and uh, eating sausage. And we got pretty sick. Uh, The smell of fish, (laughs) the bobbing boat, a lot of nicotine and just bad drinks. And it wasn't good. Oh, I honestly can't think of a time that I've been sick by a cigar. Sick in the head. Well, yeah, that's all the time. Although I do have a story that involves us and another friend of ours who was, he's probably five, maybe six years younger than we are. Um, And uh, I'll throw his name out there, Max. And uh, he used to hang out with us quite a bit. I was friends with his older brothers as well. Um, And uh, anyways, he always said, hey, I'd love to smoke a cigar with you and Manny. But he was like, I don't know, 13 at the time. And clearly, that's inappropriate to smoke a cigar at 13, as we've already stated. Clearly. clearly. Yeah, clearly. If you're a mandated reporter, <laughs> turn this off. But, uh, but I do uh, remember that um, he was, I mean, he'd ask every time I hung out, oh, I want to smoke a cigar with you. I want to smoke a cigar with you. So there was a time that you and I, Manny, were going out on your boat or your dad's boat, whatever you would classify it as. Um, and we invited Max. And I don't know if you remember this, but we said, yeah, we'll pick you out a cigar. And I don't know even what cigar it was, but we got him some big, dark. It might have been one of the Onyxes over at that shop in Norwalk. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, are you, are, you, are you recalling this as I'm telling the story? If I'm recalling this correctly, Max is a very hairy gentleman, is he not? I don't think he was at that point. It's kind of weird that you'd think of a 13-year-old as a hairy gentleman. <laughs> Maybe that's Billy. But somebody yeah, mooned, to... somebody mooned us on the boat, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is a forest." 
<laughs> I don't want to blow up anyone's spot. Right, I'll put it that way. Sure. It might have been me. might have been you. might have been both. <laughs> I mean, Same could time. Have been any of us at that point. Uh, but anyways, our, uh, our idea to keep him from wanting to smoke cigars was to instruct him while on the boat in the exact, almost the exact same situation of bobbing around and kind of moving with, you know, with the waves. As we said, now, the way you smoke a cigar is you've got, when you light it, you just got to puff as hard as you can and as much as you can and as I fast as you can this. to get it lit. So that's what he did. He took us serious because he trusted us as he, you know, mistakenly should not have. Um, but, uh, but he did that. And I remember he was about seven minutes into that cigar and he was throwing up off the side of the boat. And then we rode back into uh, to the dock with him just laying on the ground on the boat, just sick as can be. <laughs> Funny thing I, is, two years later, I was frequently smoking cigars with him. <laughs> I do remember that. And now that you mention it, I remember feeling bad because I forgot that I'd said that. And like, I, I meant to like correct it, but I just totally forgot that we talked about that and I'd made that joke. And then he just started smoking and I forgot all about it. I was just focused on smoking my own cigar. Yeah, for the record, there was no part of me that ever felt bad about that. It was hilarious. Yeah, well, that's because you're a sociopath. And I never, I never feel bad about a good joke. <laughs> that's because you're a sociopath. My wife, my wife tries to tell our children that, uh, that a joke's only funny if people are laughing. But uh, I also frequently tell her and them, hey, that's not necessarily the case. As long as you find it funny, it's yeah, funny. Yeah, clearly that's not true because I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So clearly it's funny. Well, I think that's all I got. I'm, I'm just nearing the end of this. It's starting to get soft. Um, definitely got a little stronger towards the end, which I like. Because especially if I'm paying this much money for a cigar, it kind of sucks when it's the same flavor the whole way through, especially for one that smokes for close to an hour now. Yeah. And uh, this kind of gets a little stronger towards the end. But it's not too strong. This is great. Yeah. Same thing. I just finished mine up and it was pretty strong uh, flavor. What I like is I've got about an inch and a half left on it and it wasn't, yes, oftentimes you get that really smoky, burny taste toward the end of a cigar. And I was not experiencing that with a cigar. Well, Chase, not, not that I haven't experienced that with Liga Pavadas. Sometimes I do, depending on how long I let it rest and if I have to relight it often. Or, But, uh, but yeah, most, but this, this is delicious, like always. Well, Chase, this has been a dark and stormy um, and confusing romantic conversation. I want to thank you for your time. Yeah, anytime. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Literally. Speaking of anytime, stay tuned for more episodes. Yeah, what cigar should we do next? Ooh, that's a good question. I was thinking about maybe a Garcia Vegas. Or, uh, or uh, what are the owl brands with the holes already in them from the CBS? Ooh, white, are those white owls? <laughs> is that them? Yeah, or them, yeah. Extendos. I think those are meant for cutting open for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what you would use that for. Um, what if we did... So we could do a CAL flathead. We definitely could do that. Yeah, it'd be a good one. Uh, we could do an Antonio Dark Corojo, but that's also a Drew Estate cigar. Well, hey, I Drew Estate all day. Liga for life, baby. Okay, that's really cool of you. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, well, with that... Hey, only, only time will tell. Yeah, like Bob Marley said. Yeah, those hey, crickets. crickets. Hey, hey, crickets, you guys, you guys are good. I'll pay, I'll pay you tomorrow morning, all right? <laughs> Later, dude. <laughs> Later.